Welcome to the Legal Download Podcast, a rundown of the latest issues impacting your business from Kelly Drive. Welcome to the Legal Download. Uh, I'm Tara Marciano. I'm special counsel here in Kelly Drive's privacy and intellectual property practice groups. And I'm Michael Dover. I'm special counsel in Kelly Drive's Chicago office specializing in technology litigation. Today, we're going to be discussing privacy rights in the COVID era, and in particular, we're going to talk about the clash between personal biometric privacy rights protected in Illinois versus the precautionary steps that companies are taking to combat the ongoing COVID pandemic. As a refresher, personal biometric privacy is an individual's rights over his or her facial recognition scans, voice and fingerprints, and hand or eye scans. Biometric privacy has been in the news a lot lately, especially with the recent $650 million Facebook settlement involving facial recognition software that's been used by Facebook. Other examples of biometrics being used today include voice recognition biometrics in Alexa used to identify individuals who are speaking, facial recognition technology used to unlock mobile phones, or the use of fingerprint scans to clock in and out of work. While many jurisdictions have laws that govern the collection and use of biometrics, one of the most stringent is the Illinois statute. So Mike, can you give us an overview of that law and its requirements? Sure. Um, In Illinois, biometrics is protected by a law called the Illinois Biometric Privacy Act, or BIPA for short. The BIPA law generally requires companies to do four things. First, companies in Illinois must obtain informed consent before collecting biometrics. Informed consent is telling individuals how their biometrics will be used and how long it will be kept and then receiving a signed consent from each individual for those stated purposes. Second, companies must have publicly available biometric retention and deletion policies. Publicly available usually means on a public website somewhere and not buried in internal policies. Third, companies may not sell biometric information. And fourth, companies may only share biometrics with third parties after receiving specific written consent to do so. So what happens if a company violates BIPA? Well, individuals may sue to enforce BIPA even if the individual has no actual damages. Successful BIPA litigants receive a damages award of the greater of actual damages or statutory damages. Statutory damages are currently set at $1,000 per negligent violation or $5,000 per intentional violation. Thanks, Mike. Now, as the national COVID pandemic continues to boil across the country, a lot of companies are, of course, looking to employ COVID procedures to move their employees back into the workplace. These companies have to use caution when implementing these procedures. The COVID-19 pandemic does not alter a private company's BIPA compliance requirements. Um, So as a result, before using biometric technology as part of your company's COVID procedures, you do need to ensure that your company considers the requirements of the Illinois BIPA law. 
So, you know, with that in mind, as a practical matter, Mike, how should a company evaluate whether BIPA affects the, its COVID procedures in, in going back to work? Sure. Well, the first question a company should ask itself is whether the company even needs to collect or store biometric information. If a company doesn't need personal biometric information, the company can completely avoid Illinois' BIPA requirements. However, if your company does collect or store biometric information, you need to evaluate whether or not it does it in Illinois. If your company collects or stores personal biometric information in Illinois, Illinois' biometrics statute applies to the company. If BIPA applies to your company, you should then ensure that your company follows the four general requirements that I had described earlier. And as Mike mentioned earlier, biometrics includes an individual's facial recognition scans, voice and fingerprints, and hand or eye scans. Um, if you know a company is considering collecting this type of information or other information covered by the statute, you need to bear in mind that the scope of the BIPA law includes the specific requirements regarding the company's use and collection of that information, regardless of the circumstance. That's right. And a good example of how Illinois' BIPA law affects companies' COVID procedures was just raised in a recent case filed in September against Amazon. Amazon was hit with a BIPA class action suit in a case captioned Jurinic versus Amazon.com. In Jurinic, the named plaintiff represented workers at Amazon fulfillment warehouses in Illinois. And these plaintiffs allege in the complaint that beginning in June 2020, as part of the pandemic abatement procedures that Amazon implemented, Amazon and fulfillment warehouse employees were required to do wellness checks and allegedly provide biometric information as part of these wellness checks prior to entering into Amazon facilities each day. So plaintiffs allege that they were required to provide facial geometry scans through facial recognition cameras and have their temperatures taken, and that the equipment used by Amazon for that purpose collected and stored biometric identifiers, such as employees' facial geometry, retinas, and irises, and also recorded the workers' temperatures. The basis of the BIPA claims alleged in the Jurenic case assert that Amazon failed to inform its employees that Amazon collected and stored biometric data and failed to publish a written publicly available policy identifying its biometric retention schedule and guidelines for destruction. However, the Jurenic case is interesting because it's raised in the context of emergency COVID procedures implemented by Amazon. And there is currently no express exception from the BIPA requirements for emergencies such as the COVID pandemic. However, it's possible that a case like the Jurenic case will test whether or not the court will uphold parts of the Illinois BIPA 
law, especially the Illinois Supreme Court's decision to permit damages even in the absence of actual damages under emergency circumstances such as the COVID pandemic? I think that it will be very interesting to see if that argument is is tested in the Jurinic case. Of course, it's at pretty early stages at this point. And given that currently the statute does not include an emergency exception in its text, we are we do recommend that uh, companies incorporate the requirements of the BIPA law into their COVID procedures, uh, as, as well as into their operational procedures generally. And so just as a, as a refresher at a high level, as Mike mentioned earlier, those requirements are First, companies in Illinois must obtain informed consent before collecting biometrics. Uh, Informed consent, of course, is telling individuals how their biometrics will be used and how long that data will be kept. Uh, And also receiving a signed consent from each individual for the stated purposes of the data collection. Secondly, a company must have a publicly available biometric retention and deletion policy. Um, As Mike said earlier, publicly available usually means on a public website uh, and not just buried in an internal policy somewhere. Uh, Thirdly, companies may not sell biometrics. And lastly, companies may only share biometrics with third parties after receiving specific written consent to do so. Um, So, you know, once again, to reiterate, we will keep an eye on the Jurenic case. We will continue to update our listeners as to developments in that case and in this area. But we are currently, of course, recommending that companies comply with the BIPA statute broadly and with respect to any COVID procedures that they may be undertaking in connection with getting their workforce back back to work. This has been Kelly Dry's Legal Download. Uh, If you'd like advice on a specific topic or discussion from this podcast, we are always here. Thank you. For additional information on this and other topics, please visit kellydry.com. Kelly Dry has podcasts available through your podcast provider.